the myth of Pandora. Versions of the Pandora story have been told for centuries. Its origin was ancient Greece, and, like all the old fables, it was written by men to teach us mere mortals a lesson. You might notice a few similarities to the creation story in Genesis, most notably between Pandora and Eve. Both were humanity's first women, both succumbed to the temptation of curiosity, and both were blamed for all the evils that beset mankind. The overwhelming theme of the Pandora story is not to let your curiosity get the better of you or suffer the consequences, but is it good to teach younger generations not to follow through on their curiosities? Albert Einstein said, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. In Greek mythology, the Titans were a race of deities responsible for the creation of the universe. They formed the earth out of chaos. The air collected and became transparent and the land and seas became solidified and structured. Just as the earth settled and became suitable for life, there came a terrible clash and a cosmic battle between the Titans, the old generation of Greek gods, and the Olympians, the newer gods of the classical age. Zeus was the god of the sky, lightning, thunder, and the ruler of all the Olympian gods. He and his siblings defeated the Titans and took possession of what they had created. Zeus decided it would be wise to populate planet Earth with a variety of living things. And to that end, he commanded the Olympian gods to provide gifts to help the organisms thrive. He assigned the task of fashioning the life forms to two brothers, Prometheus and Epimetheus. Prometheus was said to be wise, possessed the gift of forethought, and often considered what would be needed in the future. His brother, Epimetheus, possessed the dubious gift of afterthought. He was rash and impulsive, unable to plan ahead, and only cared for what was happening in the moment. The brothers set out creating life upon the earth. Epimetheus began shaping things that would live in the forest, swim in the seas and rivers, and fly through the air. Because Epimetheus was impulsive, he favored his creatures with all the wonderful gifts from the gods. Swiftness for some animals, flight for others, keenness of sight and smell, the gift of strength, and sharpened tooth and claw for the more terrifying beasts. While his brother was busily crafting the animals of the earth, Prometheus worked slowly and diligently, shaping man from a lump of clay. Prometheus fashioned man in the image of the gods and stood him upright so that he might look toward the heavens and Mount Olympus. But when he went to bestow the gifts of the gods on his creation, Prometheus discovered that his brother had given them all to the animals and there was nothing left for man. The creatures of the earth possessed strength, swiftness, hardened shells and warm coats, but man was left naked and vulnerable. 
Prometheus was overcome with sadness for poor little man, but in a flash of inspiration, he came up with an idea for something that would make man as powerful as the beasts of the earth. Prometheus knew that one of Zeus's sons was a blacksmith who made all the metal for the gods on Olympus and kept a fire burning day and night to keep the forge hot. Prometheus snuck in, stole fire from the blacksmith, and gave it to man. Now, Zeus was nothing if not temperamental, and when word reached him of the theft, he was furious and decided that the brothers and all they cared about should be punished for this lack of respect. And so he came up with a devious plan. He created a woman, the first mortal woman out of clay. He called his daughter Athena, the goddess of wisdom and courage, to breathe life into her. Aphrodite, the goddess of love and fertility, to grace her with beauty. And Hermes, the god of invention and wit, to provide her with the skills to be charming. Zeus called her Pandora, which means all gifted, and sent her, disguised as a gift, to Epimetheus. Prometheus warned his brother not to accept any offering from Zeus, but Epimetheus was completely captivated by the woman and thought because she was so beautiful, she could never cause any harm. And so they were married. Zeus was pleased that his scheme was working and gave Pandora a wedding gift of a beautiful box with one rather odd instruction. The box was never to be opened. Pandora was very, very curious about the contents, but she promised that she would never open it. Why would Zeus give me a box he didn't want me to open, wondered Pandora. It seemed to make no sense to her at all, and try as she might, she could think of nothing else but opening that box and unlocking its secrets. What wonderful, mysterious things were inside? Gold? Jewels? Exotic fragrances? Wanting to know what was inside consumed Pandora, just as Zeus had planned. Pandora did what she could without opening the box. She put her ear to it, shook it, sniffed it, and weighed it in her hands, trying to guess the contents. Three times she did this, until curiosity got the better of her. Finally, she could stand it no longer and lifted the lid. When the box was opened, out came every evil thing in the world today. Sickness, disease, turmoil, strife, jealousy, hatred, famine, all shaped like tiny buzzing insects. Pandora desperately tried to shut the lid, but it was too late. The creature stung Pandora over and over again, and she finally managed to shut the lid. She sat there stunned, writhing in pain. Epimetheus ran to her 
and offered comfort as she confessed what had happened. Suddenly, they heard a voice, soft and gentle, over and over, pleading to be let out. They listened for a moment, and Pandora reached once more for the box. Epimetheus agreed that nothing inside the box could be worse than the horrors that had already been released, so they slowly opened the lid and peeped inside. There it was, lying very still in the bottom of the box. She lifted it carefully with her fingers and gazed at it. It was small. It was beautiful. It was hope. Pandora looked at it for a moment and then released it. It fluttered from her fingers like a beautiful dragonfly, touching the wounds created by the evil creatures and healing them. And then it flew away out into the world. And, as the story goes, everywhere the evil things went, hope went too. All that was touched by evil, so too was touched by hope. And that has made all the difference. The end. <laughs>